As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, good morning. That's right, that's that irritating voice, Miss B. That's right, it's me. Right here on Everything You Need to Know, Miss B, on the Poison Without Limits blog talk platform. Thank you so much. This is Saturday morning. That's right, Saturday morning. I don't know where you are, but right here on the East Coast in my area, it's a rainy, 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 and I'm telling you what, it is still a blessed day. Every day is a day that the Lord has made, and regardless, I am enjoying it and rejoicing, and I'm glad in it. So before I begin, no matter what I do, where I am, which platform I'm on, I always give the Father thanks because without him, none of this could be possible. And that's just my take on everything. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this radio, dynamic radio ministry. Yeah, I just appreciate it. I'm also on Storm Talk 365. You've done great things for me. Such favor, Lord. I pray that everything we do and say forever be acceptable in your sight and be a blessing to those in the manner that is meant. I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. That's right. That is who I am. That's who I worship. I am not expecting you to feel the same way, but what I am expecting you to do is to take something away from my podcast here at Storm Talk 365 and the Pause Without Women's with Sir Charles Jennings. All we want you to do is to be able to grow spiritually 
and they help you enhance your human development. And that's with any means necessary on the Poets Without Limits. We have everything from um, how to publish a book, how to publish a spoken word poetry. We have a shopping area where it's directly connected to Amazon. We just have an abundance of things offered to you from the poetswithoutlimits.com. Please go to the website. That's the poetswithoutlimits.com. Right over there with Sir Charles Gentry, you have um, an array of blog talk people right here. We have podcasters from how to meditate, to fashion, to ministry, to health. There's just an array of podcasters. Uh, and just, just take the time out to join us right here on the Blog Talk platform. That is the Poets Without Limits right here on Blog Talk. But right now, this is Ms. B right here on Everything You Need to Know of Ms. B. I don't know if you realize the topic today. But it's eight signs of spiritual attack. That's right, eight signs of spiritual attack. There's so many more, but today we're going to discuss eight of them. And when I say we, uh, we have a pre-recorded episode that includes none other than the National Sales Director for the Poets Without Limits, Ms. Janice Wilson. She also happens to be my daughter. That's right, she is the National Sales Director for the PoetsWithoutLimits.com. So if you have any advertising needs, please don't hesitate to look us up because let me tell you, the PoetsWithoutLimits.com is all over the place. And if you want anything to be heard about your business, your ministry, or anything that you have to say, please don't hesitate to contact the PoetsWithoutLimits.com or look up Jamise Wilson on Facebook as the National Sales Director for the PoetsWithoutLimits.com. There's a lot of different packages that are offered out there to help you advertise right there on the poetswithoutlimits.com. Visit our new webpage. It is absolutely amazing. The designer did an absolute wonderful job. And I don't use absolute and amazing a lot, but I've repeated that a lot when it comes to Sir Charles Drenchery and the Poets Without Limits progress that he's making over there. He's been around for over 30 years in journalism and in broadcasting. And he pretty much put all of that together to be a one-stop shop. So, again, Shout out to Sir Charles Gertrude, and I thank him so much for allowing me to be a part of this broadcast. Yeah, everything you need to know is Ms. B, right over here with the Poets Without Limits, eight sides of spiritual attack. How many of you even knew that such things existed, much less we could count them or recognize them? Eight sides of spiritual attack today is going to talk to you about how my daughter and I um, spiritually experienced these attacks and recognize them, and we realize that we have to do something to overcome. Uh, in a later broadcast, you will be getting some encouragement on how to overcome these attacks. But right now, we're just going to talk about the schemes of the devil and how he affects your mind. If you just joining us, Ms. B is not um, a licensed or publicly recognized minister. I'm a woman who loves the Lord, and I love to share things with other people, again, to help them grow spiritually and enhance their human development. Right here on this broadcast, my daughter, Jamise Wilson, and I will discuss the eight signs of spiritual attacks and give you our personal take on how we feel and how we felt and how we're trying to overcome those things. Ephesians 6.11 talks about the whole armor of God. For those of you who have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and have no use for the Bible, that's okay. I understand that because there's a lot of things out there to convince you that you don't need that. But for those who have accepted Jesus Christ and have read this scripture, we hope to encourage you to not just look at it as words on paper because it's real. Ephesians 6.11 says, on the whole armor of God that you 
may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. And in this interview, eight signs, we're going to talk about the schemes of the devil, the physical signs, and how we think things are just happening, but nothing just happens. If you listen to any of my episodes, you know everything is a spiritual battle. There's no such thing as, oh, coincidence, or those are just my thoughts. No, we are influenced by something other than ourselves, and we're going to go into that um, in this episode. And, of course, every Saturday I have what I call two things, the Wisdom Corner and a Minute with Marilyn. That's right, a Minute with Marilyn Scott. She's from the Storm Talk 365 um, Radio Network family, and she has a podcast that comes on every Saturday morning, East Coast time, at 11 o'clock. She gives you about 30 to 40. Well, sometimes it's 20, anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes of inspiration from her. She's a holistic healer, and she just encourages us so much. But right here on the poisonedoutlimits.com, she's blessed us with every Saturday, One Minute with Marilyn. So stay tuned. Let's hear what Marilyn has to say this Saturday for One Minute with Marilyn. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to One Minute with Marilyn. With all that's coming up with the holidays and summer, have you thought about the KISS method? Just keep it super simple. Keeping it super simple will make your life so much easier this summer. Find ways to eliminate outside interference. Find ways to simplify your life. Take hold of your closet. Take hold of your kitchen cabinet. Take hold of your attic. Do it in small steps. You'll be rewarded an enormous amount. So have a good day and enjoy your week. Just step back and take time for yourself. That was Marilyn's Minute for us today. Take time to step back and take time for yourself. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your day. Enjoy every minute of it. Don't take it for granted. So that being said, um, I also would like to say I have what I call the wisdom corner. And it's not always about the dusting and thous and different things. I have a gentleman that I've been using his quotes ever since I started in podcasting back in June. And I found him right there on Facebook. His name is Lance Cooper. Um, he owns and started uh, the 804 Street Media. He's the CEO and founder of 804 Street Media. Let me tell you, this young man out of Richmond, Virginia, is very talented. Look him up on Facebook. That's Lance Cooper. Um, 804 Street Media founder, but he comes up with so many. I said, boy, you need to write a book because my finger's getting tired for hitting like, 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 like. You know, um, I really do enjoy it. And one of the things that I want to tell people is that everybody expresses themselves in different ways. If you're so hung up on the language, then you're going to miss the message. Les Cooper is very intelligent, very intelligent. He um, makes no bones about that he has a relationship with Christ, but he also knows sometimes his emotions get the best of him, and he communicates the way he wants to communicate. But that doesn't mean that his messages are not as impactful. But today I want to use one of his quotes. We're talking about uh, spiritual warfare and spiritual attacks, but it's not always about a spiritual thing. Listen, he said, stop giving people. That's right, giving. Stop giving people who can't 
person run their own life properly, control over you and your happiness. Let me read that again. Stop giving. That's free will. You are allowing this to happen. Giving other people who can't even run their own life properly control over you and your happiness. Now, hold up, slow your roll. What does that mean? Yes, people, everything's a choice. Nobody makes you do anything. No, You know, you voluntarily do things, and then you want to blame people for the effects that they have on your life. But nobody makes you listen to them or be controlled by them. Nobody even makes you associate with them. I tell my people and my children, my grandchildren, and anybody who listens, it's just something simple. If it's not good, it's not God, Yahweh has got to go. And, again, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ or anything spiritual, listen, common sense tells you, if it's not good, it's got to go. And these people are out here, okay, hold on. And I'm being honest with you. Why would you want to go to a mechanic that the car breaks down every other day? Some people say it's because they don't need to buy a new car because they could just keep fixing on it. Well, you know, that's not logical. So if they have their whole mess is a life and they whole life is a mess and they're constantly in turmoil, but they want to tell you what you what you should do. Are you really want to listen to them? When every day they got something going on, but they can tell you what to do. They need a new mechanic, and so do you. I'm just saying. Lance Cooper said, "Stop giving it away. That's your life, your time, your energy. If you are not hanging around with somebody who's smarter than you." more successful than you, more positive than you, then the you needs to go somewhere else new. Take you somewhere else new. Take you, yourself, somewhere else new. Be around different people, different things. Don't limit yourself to what you've always known and grown up with because that may not be the right thing for you. That includes family members, childhood sweethearts, whatever. So many of us get in a rut. Well, what do you think? What do you think? Well, I'm going to do that too. Well, another thing that's going on in people's lives is this. Well, you know, if it works for them, and it's, it's all right. I ain't trying to trying to break it. You know, if it ain't broke, I ain't trying to, trying to fix it. Really? And then you want to sit back and watch things on TV like, no, I'm not even going to go there. It's not nice. You want to watch things on TV with, even though it's, replicating reality, it's unrealistic that you want to be like those people on TV because you don't know what they had to do to get there, including being an actor. Find out who you are. Control your own happiness and not not let society and and media and and people who ain't never been outside the four streets on their block tell you how to live your life. That's just from the Wisdom Corner from me and Lance Cooper. Today is Saturday. May 21st, right here on the East Coast with rain. And that's just a little bit of words of wisdom from me and Lance Cooper. Or should I say Lance Cooper and I? I don't know. But either way, um, what I want to do now is I want to thank all of you who have been listening in and giving me positive feedback on the music that I've chosen to play on my breaks. There's a lot going on with um, legal rights and downloading music illegally. I mean, they're really cracking down, so um, I hear, I'm here on everything you need to know of Ms. B, playing independent independent artists. What does that mean? That means they're not bound by these big companies. They don't have a label representing them. They're just 
singing for the Lord and distributing their music through things such as Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, whatever it takes to get the music heard. And You know, unfortunately, those who have contracts are really losing money because a lot of people are realizing, well, I don't need to be buying all these CDs when I can just listen to Pandora or um, iHeartRadio or iTunes Radio and not even be buying it. And then that's making them lose money. So they figure, you know, we need to crack down. So what Ms. B wants to do right here on Everything You Need to Know with Ms. B is to introduce you to some local artists who have CDs that they put out, and I just enjoy being ministered to them. And what I'm going to do today is I'm going to play music from last week. If you heard it, I'm glad you were listening in, but there are a lot of people who have it, and I've gotten so many compliments on the choice. I'm just going to play music from last week. It's no mistake. I know what I'm doing. I can't believe she's playing the same music. Well, you know, if it ministered to somebody last week, maybe it'll minister to somebody else, and maybe your second time hearing it will minister to you even deeper. So this next song is from an independent artist, and I hope you enjoy. Don't walk the way I used to walk Since I've been born again again. Here's another thing I don't even talk The way I used to talk
Cause he heard my cry I want to let you know out there If they need me to go I go on the mountaintop I go in the valley low Lord send me I'll do your will Once I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I am making a conscious effort spiritually to overtake my flesh. Things that used to interest me are gradually fading away, and I focus more on what's good and what's acceptable. And to me, there's nothing more important than that. So I personally know I've been changed, and I'm changing every day. I'm making a conscious effort. It's not something that's just going to say, oh, well, yeah, I, I've been baptized, and I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, but bam, that's all you need to do. No. And we're going to talk about that on Eight Signs of Spiritual Attack today. Again, it is a pre-recorded episode, but stay tuned because after the episode airs, I will be talking more and more about it. And, again, I thank all of you who are taking the time out to either listen to us live or on demand for some inspiration and encouragement to grow spiritually and to enhance a human development. I know those words are put together like, what are they talking about? You know what? But spiritual growth, again, I'm naive if I think that, and I don't, that all of us believe the same or in the same entity or even believe spiritually at all. What we want you to do is realize there is something that is important. And that's believing something higher than you so you can go higher than where you are because you can't do it by yourself. And that being said, we're going to segue into the segment of Everything You Need to Know with Ms. B, Eight Signs of Spiritual Attack, and pray that you take something from that. I know um, a lot of people don't like listening to long recordings, but I pray that we hold your interest because we take each one step by step and then give our intake on it. So again, this is Eight Signs of Spiritual Attack. My daughter, Jamise Wilson, who is the National Sales Director for the Poets Without Limits, shares her personal experiences, and so do I. So again, thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy. Well, hello, everybody. This is me. Thank you so much for joining me. Ms. B, that's right, Ms. B. We are right here on Everything You Need to Know with Ms. B, and I am excited about the topic we're going to have today. We're going to talk about something that's really near and dear to my heart, but more importantly, I'm having a discussion with someone who is near and dear to my heart. But before I begin, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so much for the opportunity to come before your throne and give you all the honor and all the glory and the praise, especially with the topic that we're going to discuss and who is on the line to discuss it with me. I actually continue to order our footsteps and cap your angels around us, and we appreciate you allowing us to do this in your name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, amen and amen. That's right, everybody. I am coming by way of everything you need to know with Ms. B, special episode. I have a special episode 
that will be airing this week. You can find me right there on the PulsesOutLimits.com blog talk platform every Saturday, East Coast time, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. We'll be talking about everything from what's trending in the news to things that are plucking your nerves, inspirational stuff. I don't know. Whatever the topic is, trust me, it won't be a repeat. But today I have a special broadcast. We're going to talk about something that most people don't even know exists. And that's eight signs you are under spiritual attack. And I have a special guest host with me this um, evening. I really appreciate her taking her time out. She is the uh, National Sales Director for the PoisonedOutLimits.com, and she also is the Marketing and Sales Director for Storm Talk 365. She wears a lot of different hats on both stations. She's a single mom, and uh, she has a lot of lot going on, but tonight she's going to give me some time to talk about eight signs you're under spiritual attack. I would like for you to welcome my guest and my daughter, Jamise Wilson. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining. Everything you need to know with Miss B, I really appreciate that. Um, this is your brainchild. We had this discussion on our private uh, group page for Storm Talk 365, and you came up with the idea that maybe we need to discuss it so people can understand truly what's going on with eight signs of uh, being on a spiritual attack. So let me ask you, Jamise, what attracted you to this topic? Well, it was uh, very interesting because at the time I was reading it, I felt like I was going through all eight signs on the same day. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, so I felt like I needed to talk about it. Um, maybe someone else was going through the same thing and didn't really know what was going on. <clears throat> For those of you who don't understand what's going on, we're going to give you um, just a short summary. We're not going to take much of your time of what these eight signs are. Um the first sign seemed to be loss of spiritual desire. <clears throat> it says the goal of any spiritual attack is to turn you away from what Jesus wants to do in your life. Um, they said the first one on the sign of attack is loss of spiritual desire. So, Jimmy, can you describe how you felt since you said you've experienced all of these? What was your feeling when you thought you were losing your spiritual desire? Well, for a while, I felt like um, maybe I could solve my own problems, and I didn't need any any help. Or well, I knew what was going on, and me praying about it was going to help because I needed a quick fix right then and there. And so what would happen was either I would um, get get specific ideas from maybe TV or a song on the radio or just, you know, my mind going off into these wild tangents and thinking I could solve my own problems and not needing any um, source of information that actually helped me get through that. And most of the time, I would say not most of the time, all of the time I was wrong. I really did need some kind of spiritual guidance because I really didn't know what was going on and what I needed to do um, the correct way. So, and also... Um, I, I grew up. We grew up in the church, you know. We know we know right from wrong, and a lot of times, you know, you always encourage them. Why don't you put on some gospel music? You know, surround yourself with you know 
spiritual things, read your Bible. I'm like, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it. But, you know, when I sit down and read or when I start listening to the music, I was like, nah, I don't need that. That ain't going to help me. So I would turn it off and go do something else. You know, it was like a constant distraction. Like, I knew I needed it, but there was something that was keeping me from actually getting to the right answer when I needed it the most. You know, a lot of us feel that way. I go through that, even though I was encouraging you and others to do that. The um, article goes on to say, we don't live by feelings alone, but there's a difference between doing something merely out of obligation and doing something because you delight in it. And I think what you were explaining was that you were trying to do it because I suggested it, but it wasn't really in your heart to listen to gospel music and, and to go that route. But it also says when you delight in the Lord, nothing else compares to that. Um, someone passionate for Jesus Christ finds pleasure in the things of God, and you just confess that even though you knew it was the right thing to do, it just didn't help you, and you found no pleasure in that at all. So other than that day, have you since come to the understanding that maybe you should be more interested in something that's spiritually uplifting to you? But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, honestly, it's been more than one day. I mean, I feel like I go through it every week almost. But um, since, you know, more recently I've come to be more dependent on my spiritual background rather than, you know, other things that I was depending on before. So it does help. It really, um, it really helps keep things in perspective and it helps. You know, it, 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 I want to say it does. Well, it does uplift you, you know, so it, it, it helps. But it's not easy, is it? It is not, especially if you had gotten away from that. It is not easy to go back into the spiritual background that you were raised in because the enemy messes with our thoughts, and he's not going to, make it easy for you to start listening to anything that's going to help you break the chains of the the strongholds. It's it's not going to be easy. She's telling y'all, you know, um, it's not easy. (laughs) Every day is a struggle, okay? Am I going to listen to gospel music? Am I going to not listen to music at all? Am I going to read the Bible? Am I not going to read the Bible? Do I want to be uplifted? No, I'm, you know, not, not feeling it right now. So what the article was telling us that in spite of where we are emotionally, we should push ourselves to do something and eventually um, we'll find a desire for it. And I love that. It said find pleasure in the things of God. So the next sign, number two, physical fatigue. Oh, my goodness. Now, so many people can talk about that. You know, I work hard. I'm tired. I mean, but, you know, your mental attitude has a lot to do with physical fatigue. But now they're saying that it's also a sign of spiritual attack. It said the second warning sign is physical fatigue. And the article says that they know that doesn't sound very spiritual, but keep in mind that we are created beings, spirit, soul, and body. And it goes on to say that the body is weak. It allows things to get into your way, into your mind and your soul. It seeps in and allows things that are negative to affect your spirit. Do you find that um, to be true with you, Jameis? <laughs> that is <laughs> Yes, I do find that to be true. <laughs> well, I'm glad you can laugh about it. <laughs> well, all right. Yes. 
Yes, I, I can tell you. Every every morning I wake up, I try my best to say, I'm going to get through my to-do list and it's going to be all good, right? But, you know, <laughs> it's a struggle. It's like I get up, I get started, get, you know, get my little coffee ready and got my, you know, get my little exercise on, my blood running through my body. And before I know it, I'm ready to go back to bed. I'm like, I'm tired. <laughs> Already, you know, and I think what happens is, you know, your body you're going through these things. Like, you know, if you have the energy to get through your to do list and actually be successful at what you're trying to do, then you defeated the devil that day. But if you win, if you let him win and you get back in the bed, you get nothing done, and you get back up and you feel sad and terrible because you didn't do anything, and you're hard on yourself because you got X, Y, Z to do, didn't decide how the energy to do it. Now what you going to do? You stop pouting them open again. Then you got to start all over again. Yep. <laughs> the next it's day. A cycle. And it's mm-hmm. a vicious cycle over and over mm-hmm. and over again. And I went through that, I say, a lot. You know, I, I probably went through it today and didn't realize it. You know, with the rain and everything. Rain really makes drains me for some reason. I'm not a rainy day person. I like to have sunshine and sunny skies and fresh air, and when it's raining, I feel trapped, like, oh, what am I doing? So I don't know if that plays a part in the physical fatigue and the, the mind, you know, games and everything, but this, this I'm going to say this semester, because I was in school, you know, starting January until last week, I have been overly fatigued for Almost no reason because I'm not, I don't have a really physical job. You know, I don't do anything really physical. My my jobs are mental jobs. So I believe that, you know, if you make my body tired, then my mind can't focus and I'm all over the place. And, you know, it's just, I think maybe call it more mental fatigue because it's just, it's a full body fatigue and it just drains me. It's like, oh, I got this time to do, but I'm so tired. I can't stay awake to focus on this and this and this needs to be done and the kids running around need this stuff done. I just, it really drained me. But at the end of the day, I look like, I look back on the day that I had before and I really wasn't that tired. I was just going through a spiritual attack. Wow. Well, I can identify with that. And, you know, I I didn't know if it was... um because of my age or my weight or, you know, there's a lot, but I never once contributed it to spiritual attack until I started studying the Bible more and realized that the mind is the battlefield. And the um, article goes on to say, many times we face our greatest attacks just before a great promotion. And not only a promotion, but before we make a decision to do something positive in our life, whether it be lose weight, clean the house, stop smoking, um, we become more preoccupied with our feelings than accomplishing the goal that we put before us. Um, Any type of great victory, that's when it comes. And it says, keep in mind when you're going through it, an attack could very well be an indication that you are about to be promoted or just had a great victory. And the victory in your case would have been, like you said, accomplishing your daily um, desires. 
you know, you said you don't do a lot of physical work, but you had a to-do list. Every day we get up with a to-do list, and if he, the enemy, our mind can convince our body that it's tired and broke down and we don't feel good. But I also remember a scripture, and I'm not going to, you know, do a whole lot of that, but I remember a scripture when, the, you know, the disciple was waiting for an answer from the Lord, and then the angel appeared, and he asked the angel what took him so long, and he said that he was in the heavens fighting for him. So there is a spiritual battle going on in the heavens, and we feel it physically in our bodies when the angels are warring for us. <clears throat> and some of us don't recognize it because we just attribute it to a normal physical attack. Then it goes on to say, and number three, lack attack. The third sign that you are under attack is a lack attack. There are times when it seems that all of your resources dry up at the same time. Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> all of them dry up at the same time. The enemy attacks in this to get you to take your eyes off Jesus and put your eyes on money. If he can get you wearing rather than worshiping, you will start making decisions based on opportunity rather than anointing. Let me tell you, that fear factor, man, you know, you say, um, I'm praying, but, I'm praying, but, I got to have a plan B. I can't sit around and do nothing. God, I hear you, but. And, you know, that's a whole other podcast right there when we talk about faith, but to me, being a single parent, three children, and, you know, a lot of things going on, did you find yourself focusing on the what if and I have to fix this and yet your faith in God to work things out was just not there? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, like you said, it's it's a lot having a um, – you have other people depending on you, you know, especially when you're younger – you have to do whatever you can to take care of these little people. And I find that, you know, my resources were not always stable um, <laughs> or available most of the time. And I always try to find a way to either earn some quick money or, you know, trying to make a way some kind of way. And all I really need to do is just sit back and just wait because, you know, it, it'll happen. It'll come when you lose respect. And I've experienced it many times where I just sit back and say, you know what, God, you got this. I'm not going to worry about it. And then things are taken care of. And I would not have figured it out. You know, I didn't see it coming. He has taken care of so many things for me that I will not, I couldn't even count how many times it's happened for me. Even now, I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> because, you know, if I really wanted to tell everybody my business, it would be, you would be surprised. But right now, I'm I'm at peace. You know, I got a lot of things that I need to take care of right now, but I'm at peace right now. I'm not stressing about it. it you know, I know eventually everything will get taken care of, and I'm okay with that. I'm not... But before, you know, I would have, if anybody said, hey, you know, join this business, come do this. I'd be like, okay, let's do this. What do I need to do? Or, you know, come do this. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do that. But, you know, they weren't, those things were not my blessings. Those are things that I wanted to do because I didn't think I was going to get a blessing. So, I mean, 
What well, my takeaway from that is just wait. I mean, he's not lying to you. It's in the Bible. Just wait on the Lord. He'll take care of it. He's got you. Don't worry about it. Um, it says, always remember there are two times in your life when you are especially vulnerable to temptation, when you have nothing and when you have everything. And that's the comparison right there, nothing to everything. In other words, no matter what your situation is, you are always going to be attacked. <clears throat> but it re- recommends that you stay close to Jesus Christ in both the good times and the bad times. So, Jamise, what you've said is that when your back was up against the wall, like so many of us, um, we want to go out and try to fix things. But when we get stronger in our faith, we walk by faith and not by sight. And then that's when the miracles start happening. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Um Yes, I would I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Basically I will too. Seriously. Um number four. Wow. <laughs> weak prayer life. The fourth sign that you're under spiritual attack is a weakening prayer life. Could you not watch with me one hour? Jesus has asked his disciples. I mean, it seriously, can you just stay up just a minute while I just chill out and get myself together? Then he told them, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And then it quotes Matthew 26, 40, 41. Now, you said when we first started that you felt you were doing all eight of these things in just one day. So I don't know about the listeners, but I know I've experienced them, and I never thought about looking at all of them in one day, and I guess I have. And it doesn't mean that it's, all of them go along at the same time, but all of them would appear sometimes during that day. Now, the weak prayer life, how are you coming with that? It's getting better. Um, I was, just an example, um, I try to start, you know, I try to start my day. If I wake up early, I just, you know, start praying. Um, but before it was, I start praying, but then I start Thinking about everything that has to be done. I need to get out of bed. I need to get the kids up. I need to do this. I need to do that. So I really never essentially finished the prayer. <laughs> it was always time to go. Get up. Let's go. You don't have time for this. You got things to do. I was like, oh. But then I try to make it more of an effort to at least complete a thought, you know. And I really think it helps um, start your day better. And then, you know, at the end of the day, you try to do the same thing. Don't be on Facebook and all that stuff before you go to sleep. Take time out. Shut your eyes and just be with God and just say thank you for everything. You know, just attempt to do it. You know, and once you start doing it more and more and more, you'll find it becomes a habit and it's easier because you're showing, you know, that that is more important to you now than whatever else you whatever it is you have going on. So the weed prayer life for me is definitely um yeah. It was it was it was hard for me in the beginning because like I said, I was in school and you know, I had a lot going on and I, and it seemed like that the more I tried to pray the more 
other thoughts are coming into my head. You got to do this. You need to do this. This assignment is this today. What you know? Research this. And it was, it was crazy. So I, and once I started slowing down and actually getting my prayers together, it it helped relax me and put me in a better place. Do you pray only in the morning or the evening, or do you find yourself praying sporadically during the day, or um, how does that work for you? No, I pray. I mean. I talk to you know you just talk to God during the day, you know it's 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 becoming more now than it was before. So I mean I tried to do it in the morning, like I said, to start start the day off. You know He woke me up, thank you, you know all about the day kind of thing. So yeah, I like what you said. How you just. You say you pray in the morning and you pray at night, but you actually talk to him during the day. And I think that any form of communication with our creator is considered prayer. So so many people think it's got to be at a special time, in a special position, in a special format. But, you know, if we go back and think about the Bible that we say we believe in, when Adam was first created. He just communed with Yahweh, Jehovah God, our Father, just like you and me. You know, they chilled in a the garden. They had conversation. That's all is expected of us. You know, it's no certain, you know, guidelines that we should have. If we have a relationship and a true experience, we just talk to them. That's simple mm-hmm. as that. It's, and religion has given us so many doctrines and so many you know, you got to do it this way, and it doesn't adouse, and you know all of this. He just wants us to talk to him. So I'm happy that you are able to tell the listeners to just talk to him. You know, if you don't have, you know, confidence in your formal praying, <clears throat> there's no such thing as formal praying. He just wants you to talk to him. So weak prayer life. So you're saying that you are getting better and you are feeling more comfortable with just talking to him during the day. Is that right? Right. Well, you know, it's it's easy for me because I'm alone all day, every day. I don't have anybody to talk to. So me and God are like, you know, we tight. <laughs> I don't have anybody to talk to. You know, I'm I'm a one person show over here, so yeah. Well, listeners, I just wanna let you know that mother is available. It's just she's in the house a lot alone. But me and Jesus got her back. How about that? We just gonna say that. Me and Jesus got her back. Not necessarily no, that. that. What did you say before that? Uh, that you were in the home alone by yourself a lot, but it doesn't mean that I'm not there mm-hmm. for you as well. You do call mm-hmm. me, right? Yeah, this is God guitar me. I call you. I guess it's what it is. Listeners, you see what we mothers have to go through. Oh, my goodness. But that being said, this is about um, eight signs that you're under a spiritual attack in case you're just joining and um, listening in. We are talking about eight signs that you're under spiritual attack. My daughter, Janice Wilson, has gone through the first four. She said at the beginning that it was because she felt like all of them were going through, she was going through them in one day. So now we're on number five, feeling overwhelmed and helpless. Are you feeling overwhelmed by circumstances? Circumstances that could be a sign that you're under attack. The word circumstance comes from two words, circum, which is in circle, and stance, which is stand. In other words, you are standing in circle by what's going on. Wow, Jamie. You want to chime in on that? Oh, yeah. 
you know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> I don't know where to start. It's, Like I said, it's a lot. It was a lot. It's a lot going on, and um, I never really felt like I was accomplishing anything. You know, if I do one thing, I turn around and you know something else needs to be done, and I do that, and then something else needs. It's <laughs> like, what is going on? Am I even doing anything? You know. Um. It's it's just one step at a time. It's all you really can do. You can't do everything at once. It's just one thing at a time. Go from there. The article says that um, it doesn't take long for feelings of being overwhelmed to lead to hopelessness. The Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. They, They refer to Proverbs 13, 12. It also tells us that faith is a substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. And they were quoting Hebrews 11.1. 1. If the enemy can't get you to lose hope, he can get you to stop living by faith. Which means what about your hope and your faith? How has that been affected? A lot. Because certain days I feel like I haven't done anything. And, you know, what was I doing all day? And I'm like, I know I did something. Um, <laughs> like, am I actually going to get what I need to get done to get to where I need to be? Um, and then, you know, you start hearing these voices like, oh, you'll never make it. Why, why are you even doing this? You can't do that. And, you know, maybe you just need to give up. And you start hearing all these voices and you start believing. It's like, oh, maybe it's not meant for me to do that. Or maybe I really can't do that or so-and-so doesn't really like me, and, you know, then you like, what? <laughs> Wait a minute, what's going on? No, I can do this. You have to turn it around on yourself, like, no, I can do this. What? No, I am the one who has to do this. I'm the only one that can get this done. This is, this is what I do, you know? So you have to have strong faith in yourself. You know, you have to believe in yourself that you can get these things done and not worry about all the negativity because if it's negative, then it's really not for you to be listening to anyway. You know, we talk about those thoughts. The mind is the battlefield, and, again, there's so many other things that we could segue into, but we're going to stick on point. When the mind starts talking to you, we need to understand that that is definitely a spiritual attack. Our thoughts are manipulated by uh, the spiritual presence of our enemy, our birthright enemy, which is Satan himself. And that's how he got Adam and Eve to um, agree and and create that situation that we're in, which is sin. Um, he manipulates our thoughts. And from our thoughts, we make choices, and our choices create consequences. And he wants us to always... Um, rely on our intellect and dumb us down spiritually. So that being said, you're not the only one, Jamise, who 
constantly go through that mind battle thing. Am I worthy? Am I good enough? Am I able to do this? And ironically, there are people who have the exact opposite of the spectrum. They think that they can't do anything wrong and there's nothing they can't do. So we have to have some balance. So for those of us who are in that battle between I can and I can't, if you had one thing to tell them, what would you offer them as far as encouragement? Um, be the best you you can be. Well, there you have it. Sweet and simple. Keep it simple spiritually. Be the best you you can be. Um, number seven, pulling away from godly relationships. Oh, I know what that's about. That isolation that... Um, and, and and I found that to be true with a lot of people that I used to associate with. Why do you not associate with me? Because, you know, I'll quote a scripture in a minute. When people are not doing right, they don't want to be around people who are trying to do right and would encourage them to. But on the other hand, when you're going through so much and your faith is not where theirs is or where yours should be, you don't always want to hear somebody quoting scriptures. Well, you know the Lord said. Well, you need to pray. You know, when you're going through some... When you're going through some stuff, it's like, you know, your reality is not matching scriptures at that point. It's like, shut up. So that being said, when old um, iniquities start tempting you, the next sign of spiritual attack is sure to follow. Pulling away from godly relationships. Look around. Have you pulled out of relationships with people at church or with people in your small group? Are are you more and more of your friends carly minded rather than spiritually minded and um, how does that make you feel? You said you're stumbling around the battleground and the enemy has a target on your head. Tell me about that, Jamise. Have you experienced that part? Um, I'm really not sure just because I don't really have a lot of people around me anyway. So I think that could be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, that could be, you know what, speaking up for her, just for a minute, I can always tell when something has bothered my child because she didn't talk to me. And that's when I really start praying because she's a very um, introverted type person. She can be, you know, very friendly or whatever, but she's always been the kind of person who likes being alone. And But when it comes to me, if she stays away from me, then I know. So, listeners, if you find yourself picking up the phone and putting it back down or watching it ring and don't want to answer it or looking out the peephole because somebody's at the door and you're like, I don't want to be bothered, and you look at the Bible and you put it up under the bed, you know, that's a sure sign that you, Satan is trying to convince you that anything good for you is bad for you, whether it's a relationship or, you know, gospel music or reading or getting out of the house for a walk. He wants to shut you down. And if he steals your joy, your motivation, if he steals your self-esteem, he's got you. And the next thing is just a nervous breakdown and all of these other things is happening. So, um, Jamise, about your isolation, I mean, let's just go there. We all know that you're a very private person and you don't like a whole lot of people around you. How were you able to recognize that you were isolative and how are you doing with that now? Um. I'm doing better. I mean, you know, I I find myself uh, trying to participate in more activities, like 
you know, I was getting involved with a lot of um, stuff with my children just so I could be around people and have something to do. <clears throat> um, dealing with it better now, it's like when you were talking about, you know, the times I didn't call you. It, it was um, just how you explained me. You know, I would look at the phone like, yeah, I'm going to call my mom. I'm like, no, I'm really, no, no, no. And then, you know, before you know it, they've gone by and like two days and maybe three days. Like, oh, my gosh, she's going to yell at me if I don't call. <laughs> she was like, no, no. So, I mean, it, was, it wasn't that I didn't want to talk to you or I didn't want to talk to anybody. It was, I just, you know, that sense of attack that I didn't know was happening. It was like, you know, trying to keep me separated from the good relationships rather than clinging to the, bad relationships or the no relationships, you know, and it was the wrong thing to do. But, you know, now that I'm out and about, I'm, you know, the people that I'm able to uh, be around, you know, with the band or, you know, with Cub Scouts, you know, they were a Christian-based group, and the band members, you know, it's all Christian over there. So I, I do have some friends that I can, you know, be around that make me feel, um, feel you know, I feel like family, I guess. But, you know, it's, it's it's still hard for me to even open up to other people about myself and what I've been through and everything. So the only real people that really know what's going on are the people in my house and you. And that's basically how it's been for... How old am I? <laughs> pretty <laughs> much, pretty much. So, I mean, I, that's really not anything new to me. So I really couldn't um, say how I feel any, you know, about it any other way. If let's encourage those who are going through that. Do you recommend that they? Ignore those symptoms or at least try to reach out. The harder it is, the way I figure it is, the harder it is for you to do something, the more important it is for you to do it. So if the listener is going through that, how would you encourage them to overcome it? I would say if if you don't want to talk to everybody, find somebody, one person that you can relate to that's not going to give you bad advice or it's not, going to, you know, dog you out about your decisions. Just find that one person who will uplift you, encourage you, pray for you, pray with you. You know, you need at least one person to do that. And for me, that was my mom. So, you know, if you want to talk to my mom, I might let you do that. (laughs) But, um, um, just find that one person, you know. Hello. I'm still here. I have no idea. I'm not going to even erase that. Listeners, you know, that's all I'm going to say. There's no reason for that to have happened, but we're just going to keep it moving. Okay, Jamise? Um, Again, there's no reason except somebody else is tapping in. But you know what? We're not even going to go there. Um, Listeners, we have gone through um, signs that you are under spiritual attack. We're now on the eighth one. Um, 
It says five do not. Five do not. Hello. Are you still there? Anyway, hold on a second. Um, we have a technical difficulty, but let's just um, um, just hold on. We're at the end. Um, we're on the eighth one, and we're going to talk about it, um, the do's that you should not do. The do's that you should not do. Uh, my daughter has been very candid with the first seven, and um, I'm just commending her for her transparency because she is not one to share. But this spiritual attack information is very important because um, some of us don't even understand what a spiritual attack is. But these symptoms are so I guess you could say on point. And some people just contributed to so many other things where in reality um, it's a spiritual attack. I suggest that you study um, a little bit about spiritual warfare. And if you, you know, have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you don't understand a whole lot of deep stuff, just, just start slow. Just start slow. Um, I don't know, there's something about these first seven that really got my attention because, you know, like she said, we grew up in church, and I didn't always do what I was supposed to do either, but I tried to raise them um, the right way. And, again, our enemy is not going to make it easy for us at all. Our our enemy is not going to make it easy for us at all. Um so we were talking about the five do nots to break the enemy's attack. Once you've taken a stand against the enemy's attack, here are five do nots you must remember. Um, okay, Jamisa, we're going to talk about it. It says, do not forget who made you. God created you with storms in mind. Oh, my goodness, Jamisa, we know about those storms, don't we? <laughs> he has equipped you, and you are going to make it through in him. What do you think about this statement? Do not forget who made you. Yeah, don't forget that you are you are queen or king. So, you know, you're going to go through stuff. There's going to be a storm brewing all around you no matter what. You just remember that, you know, you're going to get through that. You're going to get through it. And it says he has equipped us. In other words, we are created already to be victorious, but, again, that's another subject that we could talk about, um, that we are created powerful. We have authority over everything, but we've been dumbed down to believe that we have no power spiritually and rely on our intellect, which gives us emotional responses, and we get all confused. He said, the article also says, do not forsake the time and place of prayer. And Jamise, did you um, ever see The War Room? Did you see that movie? Yes, I did. Well, all right then. So what do you have to say about the war room? I'll tell you what, I cried three times. I watched it three times. I cried. I did. I cried because I swore that movie was about me. And uh, <laughs> I was just, I was just 
excited. I was like, yes, go, yes. <laughs> I was, I mean, and then the way they, she had made, she had turned her closet into a prayer room. You know, she put her prayers up on the wall and just went in there every day and prayed and just prayed and prayed and prayed, and then things started to change in her life. And that was that was wonderful. And then I really loved the part when she was praying through the house about the devil, and then she went outside, and then she went back in, and she came back outside. I liked that. I was like, go, girl. <laughs> That's right. But, you know, in reality, that is what we need to do, kick him out of our life, kick him out of our home, take control, speak with authority. Um, how are you coming with that? Have you started doing that? Um, <laughs> well, I, I guess that means... Well, right after I watched the movie, I, I did. I did do it. I was screaming through the house and crying. <laughs> but, I, I mean, every once in a while I'll go through and, you know, I'll, you know, touch a door and pray and, you know, different things like that. But nothing, um, probably not as much as I should be doing. Well, you know, now that you said it, that means you've convicted yourself that you need to do better. We all do. But. It does work. It, the next thing it says, um, um, two things that are vital to a successful prayer life, a time of prayer and a place of prayer. And you mentioned that you like to do it in bed before you get up and in bed before you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But um, it recommends that we set aside. So in other words, if your regular time for getting up at 630, maybe you should set the alarm clock for five. And that way you'll still be on schedule and you have a certain time just for you and the father. And at night, the same thing. You know, like you said, shut everything down. And um, if you find yourself falling asleep, don't actually go to bed. Go into that player closet. You know, I always said it doesn't matter where you are as long as you sit still and give him his time. So um, you already said that you, you struggle with that. So I tell everybody, the listeners, if he makes time for you, how hard it is to make time for him. I told, I used to tell people that I minister to, you go to the bathroom, sit on the throne, take, have a Bible beside the toilet, and make that your prayer time. It doesn't mean that's disrespectful, but if you find yourself that busy, you have to go to the bathroom. And while you're there, give him time. And that way you don't have any excuse. So my thing is you've already said, Janice, that you you need to do better, so we're going to move on because you already know what you need to do. We all do. Um, yeah. Do not forsake the power of partnership. And you talked about that. You told the listeners to have at least one person. It said it is good to be around people who have lived longer, done more than you have, and can give wise counsel. We've already talked about that, that it's important not to be isolative and I thank you for choosing me to be that partner with you. But um, for those of you who are out there, Jamisa has already recommended you need to have at least one person, somebody who can identify. We don't want somebody that's going to give us a pity party and keep us down and out. Girl, you know. Girl, you but know, they love company. Not wait a minute, now they all fine. They do help a little bit. <laughs> you do have to get it out, but then don't don't live in that pity party. There you go. There you go. Don't live in it. If if that's your only confidant, then you need to move on because if it's not elevating you, it's holding you back. That's all I'm saying. Um, there are some times when you need that, but I, I, you can't stay in that area forever. It says if you're under attack, arm yourself with the word 
of God against the enemy's schemes. Equip yourself to fight and win. What do you think about that, Janice? Are scriptures your um, weapon? Yes, you have to. You have to have some that you know that'll help you get you through. You have to memorize something that that'll stick with you and that you can pull from whenever you're faced with turmoil or you know something that you don't know what to do. You just have to have something that you can turn to. Yeah, put on the whole armor. Amen, amen. <clears throat> it gives reference to James 4, 7 in the King James Version, but the last thing it says in the article, submit yourselves therefore to God and resist the devil, he will flee from you. What do you think that means to you, submit yourself and resist the devil? What does that mean to you, Chibis? You have to, I mean, just like to say you can't shout out the fence. Either you're going you're gonna to trust God or you're going to trust the devil. You're going to love God, you're going to love the devil. You know, you got, you don't worry or you're going to have faith. You can't have both. So mm-hmm. pick one or the other. If you pick God, the devil will flee from you because, you know, you're not giving him the power. One of the things that you've heard me say to the children is, if it's not good, God, Yahweh, it's got to go. And if, listeners, you don't know scriptures, you don't have time for all of that, just look at the situation, circumstance, your thoughts, your actions. If it's not good, it's got to go. Seriously, it's as simple as that. And when you choose goodness, you win all the time. So, Jamise, we've gone through eight signs that you're under a spiritual attack and you've given your input under all eight. As we come to a close to this discussion, if there was one thing you can tell your listeners about being under spiritual attack, what would it be to encourage them? Don't give up. Um, Just keep pushing through it. Because there's always going to be something better waiting for you when you make it through. And there you have it. Jamise Wilson, she is the National Sales Director for the PoisWithoutLimits.com. She is the Sales and Marketing Director for Storm Talk 365, as well as my wonderful daughter. We have been on this special episode of the Poets Without Limits, Everything You Need to Know of Us Be, and we have been discussing eight sides you're under spiritual attack. I, I really hope that you got something out of this because everybody's going through something. We all have. Ever since the beginning of time, struggles are not going to ever go away, but how we go through them determines um, what happens to us after that. You can go through it and be sorrowful and, and defeated and come out of it sorrowful and defeated, or you can go through it with a sense of hope and confidence and faith and come out of it and don't look back because you know, one of the scriptures that we learn in nursery school is, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We are going to always go through something. But the operative word is go through. The two words, we're going through. Don't stay. Don't get stuck. Don't be stagnant. Um, don't be like the people in the wilderness going around in circles and, and the land of milk and honey was like four hours away. I don't know. I just made that up. But it was nowhere away. Um we encourage you as a mother and daughter to 
look at the symptoms that you're going through in your physical body, in your in your mental status. It's not something that you should explain away. It, you know, don't give it a label. I'm just depressed. I'm just overwhelmed. I'm just sad. No. The bigger the battle, the greater the blessing. And that means if Satan is trying to keep you down, then there's a blessing on your life that he doesn't want you to take hold to. So that being said, this is Ms. B with Shamise Wilson right here on Everything You Need to Know with Ms. B on the Power, I'm sorry, the uh, com blog talk platform. You can reach me every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. to 12 noon East Coast time, right there on Blog Talk Radio. Everything you need to know with Ms. B. And the topics are varied every week. I just, you know, I just want to encourage you to grow spiritually and help you to enhance your human development with topics and, and, and discussions and special guests. I don't want you to be bored, but I'm not an entertainer either. I'm just a woman who loves the Lord and don't mind telling you about it. But I can help you without always quoting the scripture and telling you how to live. I just want to offer you inspiration like tonight with the eight signs you're under spiritual attack. All right, Jimmy Wilson, I really appreciate you, my daughter, my partner, my friend, taking the time out to help us discuss this timely topic. And I look forward to having you back as a guest in the future. But for right now, I just want to say thank you. And thank you, listeners. I want to tell everybody to have a wonderful, blessed, and prosperous weekend that's coming up. And come back and talk to us again. Again, you can find me on Storm Talk 365 as well on the Spreaker platform. All right, Jamise, thank you so much. You have a great evening. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, everybody. There you have it. Mother, daughter, Storm Talk 365, Poets Without Limits, all coming together to discuss something that a lot of you, like I said, aren't even aware uh, don't even know that it exists, and if you do, you don't know how to recognize it. We were both transparent. There was nothing pretentious about it. We didn't script it. We came straight from the heart because it's important that we share as much as we can to help other people get it together. Satan has been our enemy since our creation, and from the pulpit to the parking lot, nobody is exempt from that. As a matter of fact, the closer you are to the pulpit, the bigger your battle is. And who better to deceive than our leaders? And a lot of our leaders are not teaching spiritual warfare because they themselves are under attack and are being eluded to preach other doctrines that don't even save your life. People, if your ministry is not encouraging you to save your life, listen, listen. The Bible tells us to seek ye first the kingdom of God, and then all these other things shall be added unto you according to his riches and the glory that you give him. Now, I know that was a mouthful, but let me just say this. If your ministry that you're involved in is talking about how to live instead of saving your life, then you may live productively and successfully, but your life is lost. Don't walk around and high-fiving and praising for the Mercedes bed and the house on the hill and the 2.5 churn and the cute little dog and get it. And then when it's time to stand before the Father and be accountable, all you got to show is personal success but no personal growth spiritually. I'm not preaching or judging or anything. I'm just 
pointing out a fact. If your life is lost, there's nothing that you can do in the life that you're living that could save your life. You have to be taught things like signs of spiritual attack. As a matter of fact, you have to be taught that we're under spiritual attack. Satan is relentless, even to the point where if I had not experienced a relationship with Christ based on everything that's been going on, it's nothing new, I wouldn't want to have anything to do with him either because Satan has manipulated even history to show you that Jesus is not real, that Jesus um, is made up, that he's a white man's God. And, I mean, there's so many things out there with facts to convince you otherwise. But it's an experience and a relationship that will help you understand the enemy is relentless in deception. And not, that's why so few are going to make it, because we are falling intellectually into the trap that he has set for us, you know, um, even to the point, well, you know, oh, well, Jesus was a gambler. He had sex with a lot of women. Him and Mary Magdalene were married. He's got a child. And it doesn't matter. You're forgetting the whole issue. The issue is believe in something greater than yourself, and if it's Jesus Christ, in my opinion, you can't go wrong. But that's just my opinion. But believe in something. Don't just believe in yourself. But, you know, the Bible has some issues that people are like, well, if the Bible ain't right, then Jesus ain't right. You know, there's so many other topics that we can go to. But right now we're talking about understanding the spiritual attack is real and how to recognize it. And on another broadcast, we're going to talk about how to fight it. In Ephesians 6.12, it says, For we do not, absolutely do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers. <clears throat> and then notice it said rulers. And a lot of people read scriptures and don't understand what they mean. So the rulers, do you all not know that the Olympians and the Titans are real? Look that up. You have people in some of the um, um, other countries who are still worshiping the Olympians and the Titans. Who are they? They're not myths. There's just not a story. Look some of this stuff up. We wrestle against rulers, authorities, the cosmic powers over this present darkness. Some of you just read that and go, oh, but you know what? Do you know what the cosmic powers are? Listen, when Satan was kicked out of heaven, he was given authority with his minions over yeah, the solar system, everything out here is under his control. And you're concerned about, oh, is there life on Mars? Well, hello, there's life everywhere. And there's life everywhere. And if you want to believe it's not, that's on you. But do you really think the Father stopped creating when he created us? Do you really think Satan is going to give up because we think he's disappeared? No. We are fighting against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. If you say you read the Bible and you believe it, don't you understand what this is telling you? Heavenly places, the atmosphere, the ozone layer, the cosmos, other planets, other galaxies. Let me tell you something. If you think Star Wars and, and all of these other shows are for your entertainment, no. It's really telling you your life story. And if you've never seen the Matrix trilogy, maybe you should look at that. Let me tell you, Satan is very intelligent, and but he's not more intelligent than our father. 
Our Father has given us so many opportunities to wake up. And even in Hollywood, oh, well, Hollywood is so demonic. Okay, well, you know what? Hollywood is showing you what your life is representing. From the most evil to the most scientific to the most loving movies, it is showing you our life. And what we spend most of our time looking at determines what our priorities are. And if the box office says that the demonic movies are sellout, that means the reprobate minds of the general public is leaning toward that. If you like ghoul and and blood and, and violence, then that's what the society is all about. That does not mean it's not true. Zombies are real. A lot of things that you think are just stories, it's real. Look up some of the documentaries. If you stay off of, and I'm not trying to be funny, but widen, broaden your horizon. Look at the History Channel. Look at, um, you know what, I'm preaching. Take time to look at other channels than the ones that you're looking at. Let me just say that. Documentaries are real. Just think about it. The Sci-Fi Channel, okay. But there's a lot of good things out there that will let you know Satan is real. His attack on us is real. The enemy is real. Spiritual warfare is real. Spiritual entities are real. Ephesians 6.12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So our fight is not necessarily against other humans. Humans are not our enemy. I don't care what they do. They're not the enemy. It's a spiritual force that encourages them, that entices them, to convince them, that influence them to do the bad thing. Okay? We need to fight Satan. And the only way we can do that is through the scriptures and through spiritual understanding that we have authority over him through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Because he's going to destroy us. He is. He seriously is. And it's going to be so few people to make it because lack of knowledge is keeping you. When he went to that garden and he wanted to say, oh, baby girl, look at this. Come on now. You can eat this. That woman said, wait a minute. There's a snake stuck to me? That's got to be spiritual. Whoa. And that's what he did. He just so mesmerized her, speaking through a serpent that was soulless. And she said, well, I got to be from God because don't know, I don't supposed to talk like that. So, so she, you know, went on a bit of the fruit. And because nothing happened to her, she was like, whoa, yeah, I want some of this knowledge. This feels good. And nothing happened. I didn't die. I'm, I'm the still same person. But she didn't realize it wasn't until that they stand in agreement on anything that the change happened. So when she went to her boo, she was like, baby boo, look at here. This old serpent over here told me it was all good, that we can be like gods and be intelligent and everything. I bit at an apple and nothing happened. So maybe God did send him to us to tell us to do this. And, you know, Adam was like, look, yo, boo. But you know what? He didn't stay firm. He said, okay, well, nothing really didn't happen to you. I know what God said, but this serpent is talking. And Adam was ain't supposed to talk like that. Once they stood in agreement, ba-boom. <clears throat> and since then, our intellect has been attacked by him because he attacked us intellectually and dumbed us down spiritually. Our powers are still there. We just don't know how to activate them because through generational curses and generational changes, we have no clue just how powerful we are. The first domestic violence, the first domestic violence was accomplished when Cain and Abel, brothers, homeboys, 
love of each other's life, became separated out of jealousy. Seriously? You got everything. You know, you got everything you ever want, and you're going to kill your brother because you think God loves him more for his offering. What sense does that make? That was the first act of domestic violence, and it has not stopped, and it's not going to go anywhere. And, you know, as much as I love everybody, because I was a victim of domestic violence, we all, you know, domestic violence is anywhere from elder abuse to, you know, anything that caused harm to another individual or entity is violence. Now, let me tell you something. At the first domestic violence case happened with Cain and Abel. Do you really think having all of these well-meaning events is going to abolish domestic violence by the year 2020 globally? You know what? I, sometimes these these things just really just pluck my nerves. It is bringing aware. Why not say we're going to bring awareness and we're going to decrease it as much as possible. But there's nothing you can do about things that's been in existence at the time. You will never end domestic violence globally. It has to start one person at a time, one household at a time, one neighborhood, one community, whatever. But globally, when it's a direct attack from Satan himself to get us to destroy from within, there's nothing you can do. I don't care how many funds you raise, how many concerts, how many poems you write how many conferences, there's nothing you're going to do to stop him from what he's already got in place. You're not going to do that. That's why you need to understand what a spiritual attack really is all about. These people are under spiritual attack. They don't know how to fight it. They have no knowledge that it is a spiritual entity causing these actions. And then the first thing you want to say is having a concert is going to wipe it out. No, all you're doing is having a concert and, you know, creating a pity party and helping other people to feel bad for other people. And some people are having breakthroughs. But it does not mean that globally you're affecting anything. You're affecting one person at a time. And that's possible. And that's positive. But to say that you can stop Satan from his spiritual attacks globally with a concert to bring awareness to domestic violence, that's so broad it's unrealistic. This is real. Satan is real. His attacks are real. I told you at the beginning that I was going to be replaying music from last week. It's like 30 minutes left into the broadcast. And I'm going to give you something to think about while I play this music, and I'll be right back and wrap up the program. Again, I want you to think about what I'm saying. I'm not making this stuff up. This is real. But I hope you enjoy this next selection. With me. Will you pray for me? Please. When the sun ain't shining. It ain't always shining. I'm about to throw the towel. I'm about to throw it in. I know I gotta keep the faith. I'm trying. Will yeah. Yo, when the pressures of the world start to bouncing on me, I need a bucket of oil, somebody dousing on me. I need a preacher, need a pastor, need a rabbi, I need a prayer warrior that can lift me to the sky. When the prayers goes up, the blessings come down. I should have stood fast, now my blessings hit the ground. Tried to tell them about God, but instead they condemn me. Got me feeling like I got nothing left in me. Trying to stay focused, but the world trying to tempt me. Gotta go through it, cause my God won't exempt me. Prayers of the righteous, they avail so much. My God can deliver you with just one touch The church calling on me, God, but what can I do? I cannot be an example when it's me going 
the righteous forsaken of God seed begging for bread. Y'all can help me. Listen. 
Sometimes I feel so bad It's like a pain up in my chest I lay down and close my eyes But I still can't get no rest This pain I can't explain It's like misery is my name And no matter how much I try It seems like I never ever get no gain See I'm going through a little bit of something I ask y'all to pray for me But everything that's seems for me Not one thing I pray for change for me See I've been through in this town Somebody please hear me now Worry about 
worrying about this and that. I'm no longer worrying about this and that. Just call on Jesus. Jesus. When things ain't going your way, and you can't kneel down and pray, cause you don't know what to say. Just call on Jesus. Jesus. When you're tough and turn all night, but you think you're losing the fight, cause nothing won't go Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you so much for staying with us. I really appreciate you. And uh, without you, I wouldn't have a station. We could have all the podcasts we want, but if it wasn't for faithful listeners like you that listen to the podcast either on demand or uh, live, we really appreciate you. That was two selections by Devan Dantzler. He is I Am David. You can find him on Facebook. He's doing a lot of things. He's He's all over, so look him up, Davine Dancer. His videos are on YouTube on under Davine Dancer. I am David. He has a book out, and he's going to do another book and more CDs. But again, find him on SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, um, you know, all of those the musical genres venues that are out there. But the words of his lyrics, again, and for so long, so many people say, "Oh, well, the rap music is demonic." Well, you know, David was the greatest rapper of all. That boy could spit out some verses, and all you had to do was beat a drum to it, and there you go. Everybody wants to be so critical and judgmental. Yeah, you know, a lot of things have taken a turn for the worse and become more worldly, but, you know, it's not the delivery. It's the message and the delivery. You know, you may have a three-wheel truck, um, and the third wheel could be a square, but as long as that milk is delivered, that mama's fine, so... Some of us need to have that milk delivered, and it may have a, a square wheel getting it to us. But if you get past all of that and just listen to the lyrics, let me tell you something. Um, Divine Dancer blessed me so much. We had an ongoing debate about it, and we became best friends. He's like a son from another mother. His CDs made me cry so much that people say, stop playing that CD. And I still love his music. So, again, those two um Selections were from Davon Dansler. He's out of Columbia, South Carolina. Please look him up. We have some independent artists that I will be featuring on everything you need to know with Miss B because licensing um, is becoming really strict about how we play music. And I can't blame them. A lot of those people put a lot of hard work and their money. And to have, you know, free downloads like that, I mean, you know, it's not all about money, but money pays the bills. So we got out of respect for that. I'm not bothering anything that could either get me in trouble or take food off the table for somebody who's actually got a, a recording label. So that being said, I, I pray that you've gotten something from this lesson. We've been here since 10 a.m. East Coast time, and we're winding it down now. Uh, eight signs of spiritual attack. My daughter and I have been discussing our personal uh, concerns for you. Um, but what you need to know coming up in one of my future broadcasts, we will talk about how to fight um, and what to fight with. It says, as you grow, know God's truth. Um, that'll help you understand what's real and not real. You need to understand what's real and, and, and not real. And he would never create us without weapons to protect us. And again, our enemy is trying to convince us that we can't protect ourselves from him, that it is his way or no way. The enemy is trying to convince us that there is no other God other than him. So there's a lot of things that's going on behind the scenes. But if you just wake up every day and go about your way and not understanding what's going on, you're going to fall for anything. 
one of the things that the Lord gave me to tell you is that live like you believe what you believe, but know what you believe. If not, study it and then apply it. And if it's still not working for you, change it. Because guess what? Satan is waiting for you to fall for anything. And most people are doing that, falling for anything, because, you know, it's out of sense of rebellion. This is not working. I need something else. I don't need you to tell me what to do. But reality, anytime you follow anybody, they're telling you what to do. And I choose to follow Jesus Christ. I want him to tell me what to do. It's not about the man and the pulpit. It's not about the man with the collar or the robe or the title or all of the initials behind his name that's so long it can have a sentence on its own. It's about following who you choose and make sure that they're helping you and not leading on a path of destruction. I'm not telling you who to choose. I'm just saying it's about following who you choose. But be careful who you let lead and feed you because if not, you will fall for anything, and truly that is what's happening. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ or if you have scriptures that you follow, preferably Jesus, praying God's words back to him is powerful. He said, give my word back to me, would not return void. Let me tell you, there are two things you can't do. And my daughter and I, we, we touched on this a little bit, but there are two things you can't do simultaneously, and that's and talk. So, people, when you start thinking negative thoughts, automatically know that's not you. Nobody would deliberately think negative thoughts, so they have to come from somewhere. The intellectual influence on us spiritually is absolutely amazing because so many people don't realize your thoughts are not really all your own. They're influenced by another entity, and it's either the good one or the bad one. Our thoughts are influenced spiritually, okay? So when you start thinking negative thoughts, you cannot think and talk at the same time. So when you start thinking negative um, thoughts, start talking aloud. And when you talk aloud, even if you don't know a scripture, and a lot of people are teaching you confirmation statements. I'm not a firm believer in only confirmation statements, but if it works, it works. But whatever it takes for you to stop those negative thoughts, you conquer it by opening up your mouth and speaking out of your mouth into the atmosphere positivity. For me, I choose to recommend scriptures because the scriptures have the power of Jehovah God, Yahweh, our Father, His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the blood of Jesus and the Holy Ghost backing it up. So I prefer to use something that I know are true spiritual weapons of warfare. But either way, when you open your mouth, you cannot think at the same time. So that being said, praying God's word back to him is powerful, very powerful. It's the only weapon that I choose to use against the evil forces. Who else can defeat Satan but Jehovah God, his creator? Anything else, you just bat like a ball and a bat. The boop, the boop is going to keep coming back. You may hit it high, but once that string is stretched to the max, it's going to come back with even more force. So the only way to cut that string is through the word of God and speaking it out of your mouth and not receiving the thoughts that are in your head, because that is the truth, the real truth. It reminds us that God knows our way and understands what we face every day. Our word is nothing, but his word is truth. And his word coming out of our mouth into the atmosphere stops Satan in his tracks, and it also stops our thoughts. And, you know, thoughts are very powerful. Thoughts are very, very powerful. And to know that they are not ours, they're influenced either by good or bad, we have to understand how to control them, and that is through the spoken word. And you can't speak the spoken word if you don't study it. 
you have to study and apply it and pray for wisdom and discernment. And for those of you, again, who are not a part of the um, faith that I am, whatever faith you choose, if it's not proven to be powerful and positive for you, maybe you should rethink it. Everything supposed to that you believe in greater than you should take you greater than where you are, should take you higher than where you are. Now, we've talked about the eight um, signs of spiritual attack, and there's some other subjects that Ms. B, everything you need to know with Ms. B are going to, is going to be um, talking about. But one of the things I'm definitely going to um, expound on is um, the love. Yeah, the love topic. The greatest commandment of all is love. We're going to talk about love, and we're going to talk about faith, and we're definitely going to talk more about spiritual warfare and the battlefield of the mind. So look forward to all of those topics coming up in the future with everything you need to know with Ms. B. I have something scheduled for next week already, but look forward in a couple of weeks. We're going to get back to the eight signs of spiritual attack, and we're going to talk about how to fight in spiritual warfare. What are the weapons of spiritual warfare? What are you supposed to do? How are you supposed to handle it? Why is it not being taught? Why is everybody in the pulpit? No, I'm sorry. Did I not go there? Why are there so many people in the pulpit teaching, teaching prosperity message on how to survive now when they're not teaching you how to survive in the kingdom and what's going to happen? They're not strengthening you for catastrophes. They're trying to pray you through momentarily, and then when something big happens, you don't have enough faith to sustain it. So there's so many things that I, we're going to be talking about, everything you need to know is in speed, and it's not all scripture-based. You know, um, on my other show we just talked about um, is uh, police brutality something new? No, it's not. Ever since the beginning of time, people in authority have been abusing people and their authority over them. It's nothing new. It's just that now we have so much going on with iPhones, iPods, um, mobile cameras and GoPros and everybody wants to video something and put it on YouTube. It's becoming more visible, but it's not become more, um, I guess you could say, not popular, but um, the frequency of it is just, a, it's just bad, you know. We're just finding out about it more. Um, you know, I'm, you know, 60 years old, and in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, a lot of the people who had on a badge in the t- daytime had on a hood at night. Now they didn't even wear about wearing the hood at night. They just do what they got to do in the daytime with the badge. It's nothing new. It's just your perception makes it seem new. You know, back in the civil rights days, there's nothing for somebody to come to work and find somebody hanging in a jail cell and nobody has the keys but the police officer. They were going, I don't know what happened. He must have hung himself. And back in the day, they didn't have a whole lot of forensics and all that stuff to prove who died what. And now, for your own benefit, you know, there's a code among officers and People are not really trying to arrest their own brothers because they're like, you turned on me. You could lose your job if you're, you know, trying to be a person of integrity and you go against the code. You won't get a job anywhere, and especially if you're a lawyer and you, you know, actually um, put one of your own in jail. A lot of people are like, I don't want to deal with you because you turned on us. So it's a lot of things going on out there to come up a lot of things, but it's nothing new. If you looked at some of the old police shows, like In the Heat of the Night and different things, things have been corrupt since the beginning of time. That is nothing new, people. But what is new is that you think the best way to handle it is go out and be seen. You can't change not one thing, riding, tearing up cars and setting buildings on fire and robbing people. That person is still going to be hurt or dead. That police officer is still probably going to be lightly prosecuted if at all, and you've destroyed a neighborhood for what? 
three minutes on TV to say you destroyed a neighborhood and you probably get caught and go to jail. You know, I just want you all to think about that. Where are those thoughts coming from? Again, I go back to spiritual warfare. People are so emotional. They don't realize that emotions are a setup. Unless you control them and work, let them work for you positively, it can really write you a check that you really don't want to cash. Yeah, I know I'm old because I said that, and you probably haven't heard that. Don't let yourself write a check that you really don't want to have to cash. Your situations and circumstances are usually created by your choices, and your choices determine how well those situations and circumstances will work out for you. You know, there's a thing that I could say. You should have been at home on the sofa eating peanut butter and jelly, watching reruns of Sanford and Son, instead of being out there in the street turning over cars and throwing rocks in a pharmacy, and then when you get time, you want people to feel sorry for you because you were out there defending someone who um, was killed by a police officer, okay? So now what purpose are you serving by being in jail forever? I'm just using it as an example. I'm not picking on anybody, but you better serve, you know, the community by being free, by building something positive, you know, going to a city hall meeting, voicing your concerns, writing blogs, doing something, you know, whatever, but being violent to kind of act your counteract the act of violence is playing right in Satan's hands. <laughs> I mean, really, he's seriously sitting back laughing at us. He wants us to destroy ourselves. That's why the first domestic violence act was between two brothers. It's a plot. And unless you study it and know what's going on, you're going to keep falling into this trap. And we can't save the world, just like, you know, domestic violence would never end. I don't care how many concerts and special events you have. There are some things that are just going to happen because it's already been prophesied and it's ingrained in us. But you start one person at a time, and that's with you. Study and understand what a spiritual attack is all about, how to combat it. Then that if you say you believe in Jesus Christ, there's so many things set up for you to be victorious in every area of your life, including me. You know, when I talk about the milk truck with the three good tires and the one square one, as long as the milk is delivered. You know, I may have a square tire, but I'm delivering your milk because some of us are not ready for solid meat. I'm delivering your milk. That lets you know that I'm not perfect. I have a square tire. But whatever I've learned through life's lessons at 60 years old, I wanted to share with you. I don't want to hold anything because lives are being lost. Souls are being destroyed because of lack of knowledge. It's not because of lack of power. We all have the power within us as a creation of the most high. But we don't have the knowledge of the power. And if you don't know you have it, you can't activate it. You need even, and once you know you have it, how do you activate it? I want to talk about that also on everything you need to know with Ms. V. It's right around 10 more minutes left in the program. I pray that what we've said today uh, has encouraged you, inspired you. I'm going to play another song before we end. But, again, please stay tuned to the poetswithoutlimits.com. Um, they have live streaming music. They have a bookstore. They have shopping by way of Amazon. We have spoken words and poets um, all over this country. We have international and in the United States. They're featured. We have a lot going over there. Please visit www.thepoetswithoutlimits.com website. And also stay tuned to the Poets Without Limits blog talk platform because we have a lot of different uh, podcasts over here, everything from, yes, the erotic to how to lose weight to fashion with Fatina. There's a lot, a lot going on. Um, Sir Charles Gentry has been around in the podcasting and journalism business for over 30 years, so he pretty much knows what's going on. So I really am privileged to be a part of the Poets Without Limits 
and also allow me to be um, his executive liaison. In other words, he's really, really getting a lot going on, and he needs an assistant. I mean, it's a fancy title, but, you know, whatever I can do to assist this man as he builds his empire um, and teaching me, because he's an excellent mentor right there at Storm Talk 365, I have not been doing this so long. You know, I just started my own station in October, and I'm really excited to see what I can glean from Sir Charles Gentry right here on the com and all of his uh, wonderful professional podcasters on the blog top platform. That being said, again, it's right around eight minutes left that I'm going to play a selection before I end the program. And I really truly pray that you really think about studying spiritual warfare. And we're going to come back with uh, closing statements from myself. All right, everybody, have a great day. Just wait one second, one more time. When the world is on my With me. Will you pray for me? Please. When the sun ain't shining. Ain't always shining. I'm about to throw the towel. I'm about to throw it in. When the pressures of the world start to bouncing on me I need a bucket of oil, somebody dousing on me I need a preacher, need a pastor, need a rabbi I need a prayer warrior that can lift me to the sky When them prayers goes up, the blessings come down I should have stood fast, now my blessings hit the ground Tried to tell them about God, but instead they condemn me Got me feeling like I got nothing left in me Trying to stay focused, but the world trying to tempt me Gotta go through it, cause my God won't exempt me Prayers of the righteous, they avail so much My God can deliver you with just one touch The church calling on me, God, but what can I do? I cannot be an example when it's me going through Somebody take some all and make a cross on my head Never seen the righteous forsaken a God seed begging for bread Never. I remember here from this, I remember 
Looking for that Couple of months ago He was in the club Throwing stacks But they don't understand That my guard can deliver He saved me Had my tears flowing Like a river Got a regulated mind And a regulated heart God saved me from the streets Now it's time to do my part Got a witness Got a minister Preach Got a teach Got to put it in a song Till they jumping Out they seats Till they forget That I'm a rapper And forget behind I'm dressed Till they see I'm giving worship Till they see I'm really blessed And to God get his glory That's when heaven will rejoice Then Regina get to singing with our angelic voice Y'all pray for us When the world is on the shoulder When it's on our shoulders The pain is taking over You gotta know Will you pray for me When it's raining I'm about to give up I need you Please Will you Pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. They said the prayers of the righteous avails much. I never seen the righteous forsaken, nor God see begging for bread. Get your prayers up, stay prayed up. We in this together. Davine, Regina Skeeters, pray for us. Hey. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 